0: All through placing faith in Him, taking in God's Word, and beginning to believe right for all areas of our lives. Now, here's this week's broadcast.
1: Amen. I love getting to work with people. I always say if you want to know people, work with them. And uh, you you get to know how they think, how they process. I, I love doing that. When I told you this before, when I even had the car lot, I enjoyed working with them young men so much. I still, when I want to feel good, I, I rehearse working with three guys in their 20s and how much fun it was. that you know how it is. The guys, they do crazy things sometimes. But it was wonderful. It was wonderful. And just working with people, you get to see the treasures that's in what God placed in people. You know you can't find that out in a moment, right? You know, you work with people. You see what their makeup is. And there's something good in, in everyone that God has placed in them. And I like to mine it out. Anyway, uh, We're going to talk about staying with it today. You know, uh, I think that staying with it, think about what staying with it is probably one of the hardest things you're ever going to do in your life. You know, we've all had reasons to quit, go AWOL, do all kinds of things. And you know what else really works for that in case you're interested? Rest. Little nugget there. You'd be surprised what rest will do for you. And when you rest, everything looks totally different. The giants don't look as big. For some reason, when you get up the next day, the giants don't look as big because you've been rested. So, And either that or you grew overnight, but it definitely changes from sleep. i said this in other sermons over the years. The Lord told me one time, don't let yourself get run down because you become vulnerable to the devil. And when you get run down, everything looks big. you know. Well, uh, we're going to talk about focus for a minute. It's hard not to talk about focus. I say this all the time, we have so many choices in this world now between all the sources of information and the resources are phenomenal. When I say resources, I mean they're, you guys know this. I mean when I went when I was a kid, the grocery stores was about this size or maybe twice this size. How many of you remember those old AMPs and all them stores that were no bigger than two of these buildings put together, maybe three? And that was the local grocery store in the communities around Pittsburgh where I grew up. And, you know, you had seafood for the holidays, you know, like between Thanksgiving and Christmas. Other than that, there was never any seafood in those places. And everything was uh, much less quantities and, and smaller. But, you know, if you think about it, they, they actually had to grow the food. Now they have food farms and artificial ways of making things grow. I mean, it was a lot of work to do things that way. You know, things have changed a lot. And I think we I always say we got disconnected from how much work it takes to actually live because other people are doing it for us, and we just go to the store and we buy it. But there's never been... there's The connection is definitely broken between what it takes to live and what it, what it takes to live in this society. And if the society ever breaks down, you'll have to go to school. You know? And When I say school, you'll have to figure out how to take care of yourself without all those resources around. So it wouldn't, it, it's good to educate yourself and to know how to do things. You know, I, I always I rehearse history all the time, because I think when you forget your history, you mess up your life. You know, If you don't learn from your history, well, I always remember where I was when Jesus found me, because that's what I know I'd be like without, Him, maybe worse, much worse by now, and that keeps me have the right perspective, right? The Bible calls it your first love. Our parents, you know, they went through the depression and World War II. So it was easy for them to focus because you had to have survival. So they had their focus. You know what I mean? Like they, they didn't have to go look for a focus. They needed to go find jobs. If you remember, they say I'm job hunting. You, we've all heard that teaching where men went out and hunted for a job because men used to hunt for food. It's just their a word that came out of History that they would go hunt for food. I remember uh, that there were times when work was very scarce for my f- when I was young and my father would have to travel and be gone for a couple of days. He, I told you he built bridges, he built ironwork buildings and he'd go to cities where they were building steel structures and that's what they did. They climbed steel and erected steel. And when the steel was done, they went and moved on to another job so sometime there wasn't a lot of work so that he would have to travel. And people had to do a lot of things. Uh, they still do them now, but it, it's not the same. the The hand-to-mouth was a lot closer after that, after World War II and the Depression. So, to, your focus almost was to have a home, have kids, and and have a life. And it was almost defined for you. Without and here now, you know, you have options of colleges, options of uh, I don't remember hardly anybody having big school loans back then. They had to figure out how to pay for it. You'll love this, just to tell you how good uh, things could be. The steel mill, uh, Clareton Works, where where I grew up, you know, uh, they, they would employ the college kids every summer and let them work at the mill, and they'd make enough money to pay their tuition for the whole year. Now, that might not be a big deal. To me, that was a really big deal. Those guys went to school all winter, and the mill would hire them, and they probably weren't that good at what they did, but the mill was trying to help the kids go to school. Wasn't that a whole lot better than they owed hundred grand at the end of your at the end of your college for all the money you had to borrow? But there were things were different. People thought more hand to mouth. And and hand to mouth a tough a tough life, but I was just telling somebody earlier, where there were no nobody I knew had credit cards when I was a kid, just a few people. So without credit cards, you actually had to pay attention because there weren't a lot of alternatives to solving your problems. If your hot water tank went bad, your hot water tank was bad. <laughs> you, better, you better have some money somewhere, $150 or something to go buy a new hot water tank because you weren't going to have any hot water because there really wasn't a lot of credit available. The credit, the credit markets have made everything available, so we have abundance of everything and we don't connect to how what it takes to get there. Which it's not. I'm not talking about money this morning, but I'm talking about what happens when you get disconnected. How you can lose focus. I mean, by the time you're done with your iPhone or whatever it is, and I happen to have got one, so I, I, I crossed the bridge. Apparently, it might be temporary. I'm not sure, but the point is, you can sit there and go for and look at all. You can go from YouTube to the news to the, and you know you can have 47 focuses by the time you go somewhere. And I think that, you know, I don't think you can carry all those things and be really good at anything. I think you become mediocre in a lot of ways. I think you have to narrow yourself down sometime to what you're going to do. So you become excellent at it, because when you become excellent at it, the pay grade goes up. You get paid for the problems you solve, and the better, more laser you think, you might... I'm not telling you to forget about everything, but the more you focus on a specialty, the higher your wage is... Uh, to be able to do that. So focus, because there's so many alternatives, you don't have to focus very long on anything. And, we, and that's a really big deal. Uh, the people who focus usually do, are the most successful. I mean, let's face it, they, they hone in on an idea and they work that idea and they keep adapting until that idea works. And with all the options that we had... I think a lot of the focus has just absolutely been broken. If you couldn't get your needs met unless you did what you were supposed to do, you'd be focused. And I'm not preaching poverty. I'm just saying that there's something built in when you have to do something to make something work. Now you can postpone things, not deal with them, get attorneys to handle them or whatever. You get real disconnected. So... uh, I think a lot of your life goes by, and gets wasted, in indecision, in what I call ho-humming, when you when you ho-hum around. You know the Bible says that you you live about 120 years. It mentions it several times in the Bible. Those of you who want to look it up. And then there's another scripture that says three score and ten. If not by reason of strength, another ten. Sarah, Abraham's life lived 120 years. Aaron lived 120 years. Um. In Genesis 6, 3, God said, my spirit will not always strive with man, and he limited him to 120 years. And you think about it, I mean, really, is that very long? I don't think it's long at all. I mean, I love learning so much, this probably sounds maybe strange, but I could live like like I had my lifetime in the car business, you know, and I could start something else and do that for about 30 or 40 years, and... And I could switch fields and learn a whole new, I mean, I just love to do things and love to learn. I could just spend eternity learning new fields and developing new businesses and and developing things. I like being productive. So, you know, the thought of being so limited that you can only do a few things in your lifetime because it's not long enough. So that means that your time is very, very valuable. Okay, that was what all that was about. To tell you that your life is the most unrecaptured Thing you can do. Each day you spend, you can't retrieve. You can just pray that God anoints you to redeem the time. But the day is gone. That experience is gone. It's over. The window, that window is is closed. Uh, you, to me, your life is your greatest resources. Resource. I've said a lot of this. I've said to you before, but it's just what's on my heart today. I love the resources that are in people. I always look inside of people for what God put in them because the greatest treasures are in people, and they're so damaged that you can't get it out. But the resources are in people. I love teams. Um, I've said this before. You can give me a million dollars, or you can give me gifted people, and I, I truly believe this. You'll just do $400 million worth of business with the gifted people, or you can have a million and just sit home and do nothing. I think the gifted people are a thousand. I can't tell you. I mean, the people are just worth so much more because they can entrepreneurially produce. They can create atmospheres. They got ideas. They got gifts. They got all that good stuff in them. And people get so damaged that you can't get it out. But if you can get those treasures out of people... You have really, really blessed them. And and I believe that the apostolic is just one of the things it's made to do is to mine out of people what's in them because then they can see it's what's in them and it it encourages them to want to do something. I mean, you've been around people that make you want to do nothing, then you're around people that make you want to do something. I prefer the people that motivate me because of their presence rather than demotivate me, you know? I mean, I, I love to be around motivated people. The Lord blessed me when I was young. I was around... All guys that uh, invested their own money, so they were very motivated people. So they knew they had to produce, and if they didn't produce, it didn't work. It wasn't anywhere to go, no alternative. So anyway, when your life ends, your work on earth is done, and you go on to eternity.
0: Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic pray that you have been blessed by this week's Believe Right broadcast. In chapter 14 and verse 6 from the book of John, God's Word tells us that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life, and that no one comes unto God the Father by any other means than through accepting, believing, and confessing that the shed blood of Jesus has cleansed them of their sins, and that He truly is the risen Savior and Lord of their life. For more on the Gospel message of Jesus Christ, you can log on to our website at www.mfcministries.net. There you can listen to older radio broadcasts and view our weekly television broadcast, along with finding out more about Apostle Joe Perosich, Pastor Rena Perosich, and MFC Ministries. That website address again is www.mfcministries.net. If you wish to contact us for prayer or ministry information, you can call us in the U.S. at 001-304-292-7283. That number again, 001-304-292-7283. Or write MFC Ministries, 300 Highland Avenue, Morgantown, West Virginia 26505 USA Join Apostle Joe Perosic and Pastor Rena Perosic again next week at this time here on this station for another time in God's word which when applied to our lives will enable us to believe right